0: and welcome back to the September episode of our Empower Women series podcast. The podcast for this month is all about divorce and more specifically navigating divorce and how your financial advisor can help with that. This episode features a conversation between Christine Picaro, co-founder and president of Lexington Wealth, along with two of our very own wealth advisors. The first being Betsy Lavoie, who has her CFA and her CDFA. The latter designation stands for Certified Divorce Financial Analyst, so she's a wealth of knowledge, especially in this topic. And the second financial advisor is Susie Panduku, who has her CPA and CFP. I hope you enjoy this episode, and make sure to tune in next month for our October Empower Women series podcast.
1: Hi, thanks Betsy for joining us today on the Empower Women series. And Susie, you as well. Um, We're looking forward today to chat a little bit about navigating divorce and how your financial advisor might help you. Uh, I thought maybe you could start by just sharing a little bit around some of the different causes for divorce and then a few statistics or trends that might be helpful for our listeners today.
2: Yeah, thanks, Chris. So excited to talk about this really important topic um, in this Empower Women podcast. So one of the things that I find really interesting um, about the causes of divorce is that 22%, so almost a quarter of divorces are caused by financial reasons. And um, I do I did another Power Women uh, discussion that I hosted Um, was actually about talking to uh, children and educating them about money and finances. It's something that um, is often not talked about um, and having gaining financial competence, but also being able to talk about finances in relationships is so important, but it's not something that oftentimes we're giving the opportunity to do and the experience to gain those skills. Um, which doesn't really set us up for success financially um, in relationships to start.
1: That's probably one of the great reasons that working with your advisors and being able to talk about that those things um, to get some guidance probably if that makes the most sense.
2: Yeah, so educating yourself so that you can educate your you know, children and loved ones is the you know the best thing to do. It's how you can. Um, you know, equip yourself. So the other interesting thing um, about divorce trends, divorce and marriage trends is that divorce rates have um, gone up and then come down over the years. And from a 2019 study, um, the divorce rate was 2.7%. And then uh, another study on marriage rates reported them at uh, about 7%. So that shows that about half of marriages will result in divorce, um, which is a significant number. So uh, for those of you who are going through this, um, or know have a friend or family member, you're certainly not alone.
1: Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's a sad trend. And, you know, I'm sure the recent times haven't know helped March but hopefully you know we'll see that trend go back down in the next few years talk to us a little bit about um the average cost for divorce I know it can range tremendously but what do you what are you seeing
2: yeah so the cost of divorce can really vary depending on the complexity of the divorce um it if it's contested um, it can range from, you know, in Massachusetts, I've seen 5,000 to 50,000. The filing fees for divorce are actually really minimal. It's the legal costs of divorce um, that can really add up. There are alternative dispute resolutions. So instead of going um, to court, you can, you know, mediate a divorce, which people may have heard about, but it is really important to have adequate legal representation if it's appropriate for you, but managing the expenses of a divorce as best you can. So making sure you uh, understand who your, how your attorney charges, consulting with um, a few attorneys to make a choice. Um, and then making sure it's a good fit so you work well together and you're productive in the divorce process is really, really important to help manage the expenses of divorce.
1: Okay, thank you for that. Um, one of the questions that came up and you mentioned, you know, making sure you have the right representation or you're comfortable with your advisor, um, and, and you also mentioned just making sure that you're comfortable with some of the financial information of working with your financial advisor, but what if you're um, what if your advisor is, you know, both your advisors, what, what are you recommending people do in that situation?
2: So you should, you know, communicating with your advisor in the beginning, your advisor. So not just your financial advisor, but your estate planning attorney, your accountant um, and letting them know what's going on is really really important. It's understandably such a difficult thing to talk about, but You know, keeping people, keeping your advisors in the know um, so that they can make adjustments as necessary and make sure that they're keeping both of your best interests in mind. I know that um, in clients that we've worked with, we've actually um, split couples up so that they work with different advisors. So you just need to make sure that, you know, you do as early on as possible, communicate what is going on.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, And then then talk to us a little bit about some of the common mistakes that you might see that happen beginning, during, and after the divorce process.
2: So initially, you know, at the beginning, I think, you know, it's overwhelming, um, understandably, and, um, you do have to provide financial information, um, as part of the divorce process. So making sure that you're staying organized and keeping, um, copies of you know tax returns and statements and everything before one spouse takes it or you know making sure you're not throwing things away in the past that you did because you will need those so you know initially like make copies take photographs um, you know make sure both parties have a copy will help actually both of you um, that's really important in addition to communicating with your advisors and then in you know negotiations, very common to want to keep the marital home. But oftentimes, it's not the best financial decision um, on a solo budget. And then some of the tax consequences, you know, to consider in maintaining the marital home, I'm gonna pass that to Susie to talk about.
3: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, one thing to consider is what the basis is in your marital home. And by basis, we mean what is the cost that you purchase the home for, or the cost of any renovations? So for example, let's say your basis is about $100,000. So that's what you paid for it, that's you know all the renovations you put in into it. And today it's worth $600,000. Now, if you guys were going to go and sell it as a married couple, you guys wouldn't pay any capital gains tax on that because as a married unit, you guys, um, you guys are eligible for a $500,000 capital gains exclusion. However, you know if you did negotiate to receive the marital home as a part of the settlement, if you know you decided to go ahead and sell the, the home under your own name, you know, that $500,000 gain, you're only eligible for a $250,000 exclusion now. So now you're going to have a uh, $250,000 capital gain that you'll have to pay tax on. So that's just something to consider, you know, in terms of what are your after tax, um, what's your after tax settlement? And what is the what are the benefits of selling the marital home prior to the settlement or selling the marital home after?
1: So it's, a, it's super important to be working with your advisors to think about these different kinds of assets, whether you get them,
0: absolutely, um, yeah,
1: how the assets are split, because depending on if they're split up, you know, post-divorce or pre-divorce or post-divorce, it's, it could matter from a tax perspective. So you want to make sure you're really thinking about that and working through that with your advisors. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when it comes to like reporting a lot of the, these assets that you own jointly or individually, the home could be businesses, um, investment accounts, uh, other types of assets. I know that there's financial statements that need to be filed. So walk us a little bit through the financial statements. Uh,
2: okay. So at, Each party in a divorce must, is required to file, so each party in a divorce is required to file a financial statement or financial affidavit. And every state government site will have um, resources on the forms and the process, um, which I encourage people to look at um, because their attorney will help them with this, but I think it is beneficial you know, for financial reasons and, you know, for peace of mind to get acquainted um, with the process and what's required um, as the individual will need to put a quite a bit of information into the financial form. An attorney um, will help with some of it, but they won't do all of it and they do charge. Um, so you for it. So it's, you know, good to, get acquainted. And this is again, you know, compiling all that, those statements and information early on um, is so important. Um, So in the form, I'll just do a a quick summary. So it has an income component, which a lot of information can be pulled from, you know, um, tax returns. And then you have to provide a lot of information about your assets, you know, so that's, Uh, your home, second home, if you have one, any real estate investments, investment accounts, and a lot of information that, you know, related to those assets, you know, values and dates and all of that, which can take a little bit of digging that we can help, um, you know, point people in the right direction, um, where to find, you need to include um, liabilities um, and such and, you know, all of that information so there is a lot of detail that goes into into this form and it is it can be an overwhelming and it is a, a timely process so you know your team of advisors should be able to support you with this
1: and how about if you own a business and you're not clear on the value or their are, inv- are investments that you're not clear on the value what, what's the recommendation there
2: a third party professional would will need to value those. So there will be some sort of a fee associated um, with valuing those sorts of illiquid assets or closely
1: held assets. Okay, that makes sense. So Susie, talk to us a little bit about um, some of the different tax considerations and things to be thinking about. I know you ta- touched on that. But is there anything else we yeah. should be thinking about?
3: yeah so in addition to the exclusion for selling um your primary uh, residence there are a few other tax considerations to keep in mind um, as you're navigating the divorce so the first is um while you're divorcing or while you're mid-divorce you know it doesn't necessarily happen on you know that year end and so say you know december 31st comes and goes and you guys are still in the process of getting divorced Whatever your marital status is as of December thirty first, that's what you're required to file as to the IRS. So if your divorce is not yet final, you will have to file as married. And whether that's married filing jointly or married filing separately, um, you know there are there are more benefits to filing jointly, but that might just not make practical sense. Um, your CPA should be able to provide. Um, you know, some sort of analysis as to what the difference is between filing jointly or filing separately, you know, and maybe, maybe there actually is a financial benefit to filing separately. Um, But that's just something to consider that even though you filed for divorce, if you get if the divorce is not yet final, as of December 31st, you will have to file um, your taxes married for that year. Um, And then once you're once the divorce is final, then you'll either file as single or you can file as head of household um, if you have the kids as dependents on your tax return. Um, and you know, that's kind of one thing also to consider as you're negotiating the divorce is who's going to get the benefit of, of um, reporting the kids on the tax return because that includes you know a better filing status as head of household, which gets a higher standard deduction, than single, and you also get um, additional exemptions for, for the kids, um, for claiming the kids as dependent. So that's something that, you know, it can go back and forth every other year, or, you know, that's just something to to consider as you're negotiating the divorce with your attorney. And then of course you have to let your CPA know because they're the ones who's going to be preparing the tax return every year. Okay. Um, and then, you know, similar to selling your primary residence um, after the, a divorce, if you receive uh, a taxable investment account as uh, a part of the settlement, that taxable investment account, you know, assuming it's in, been invested, you know, there are probably some unrealized gains included in that investment account. So if you needed to withdraw from that account, there might be some tax consequences to, to, to withdraw those funds. And unlike selling your primary residence, there's not necessarily an exclusion for the amount of gains that you can you know, not claim for taxes. So um, you know, working with an advisor towards year end, there might be some tax planning depending on other sources of income to realize some, some of those gains at a low tax impact, but, um, but you know, that's something that you would wanna talk about with both your CPA and your financial advisor. Um, and then another consideration to, to, um, to talk about is if you receive um, a retirement account as a part of your settlement, if you withdraw from that retirement account, anything that you withdraw, even if it's after age 59 and a half, anything that you withdraw will be taxed at ordinary income rates. So that could go as high as 40%. Um, so, you know, working with an advisor to, to figure out which accounts, understanding the, the types of accounts that you're, that you're receiving and kind of figuring out which, which accounts are the most efficient to be withdrawing from, you know, each and every year.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like doing, doing some financial planning with your financial advisor pre, you know, pre-divorce and then kind of checking in with those numbers along the way and then r- doing it again when you're at, you know, at that point when you're on your own and kind of understanding your financial situation um, is, is super important to do. Betsy, just talk us through that for a second. Yeah,
2: so a lot of financial changes, um, you know, will be happening throughout the divorce process and understanding, um, you know, in addition to collecting all the information and pulling it together, which is something that we can help with, um, helping like understand a potential settlement um, and what your lifestyle can look like post divorce, Um, you know, our planning can help with determining, you know, how much you can afford for a new home, if you don't keep the marital home, if you want to change your make a career choice, how that could affect your overall plan. But you know, we can do a plan, we can tweak it, you know, so that you feel more comfortable Um, And help yourself feel better equipped to make, you know, the financial decisions as you go through divorce and when you're on your own. Um, And it's all, um, you know, so beneficial over the long term financially, things that we do every day with clients and that we're doing more and more with people who are going through divorce
1: yeah and then at that point then you'd have then you have your own team in place you have your own financial advisor in place and that person becomes your partner and you per that person that you can check in with and you know adjust your budget and do some what-if planning do some scenario planning do any kind of like college planning with children or retirement planning you can really dig in with that person so Um, You know, I think one of the biggest takeaways I'm hearing is that it's super important through the divorce process to make sure that you're working with a financial advisor that you trust, that you're comfortable with, and that you can share, you know, share things with um, that they can help you and they can help you to plan and guide you. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. So uh, before we end the podcast today, is there anything, I know there were some resources. Is there anything else that you want to share? Give us some places we can go to for help or some things to think about?
2: Yeah, so on the um, IDFA website, which again is uh, the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts, um, there's some resources, some checklists and worksheets um, that you can refer to, to help you as you're, you know, getting organized, um, you know, what the process will be and collecting information about assets and inventorying a home, um, which takes quite a bit of work as well. Um, those are great resources and we're always here, um, you know, if anyone has any questions, um, Uh, to help um, answer them and point you in the right direction as you're navigating divorce.
1: Well, great. Thank you so much today, Betsy and Susie. We enjoyed the talk and um, we hope to hear
0: from you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Empower Women series was created to offer a space for women to come together and feel supported by one another in a safe, judgment-free environment. When we share our experiences and knowledge, we're able to learn from each other. Our mission is to empower women and girls from all walks of life to speak up, ask questions, and learn. Lexington Health Management hosts an Empower Women series event on the second Tuesday of every month at noon. This is a really great time to get your questions directly answered by the speaker and engage in a dialogue. Additionally, we also host this podcast, which features a conversation between Christine and the speakers at the event, which will be posted after each of the Empower Women Series events. Right now, we are hosting all of our events via Zoom to make sure that everybody feels safe and comfortable. However, once we're able to, we are excited to move it back to an in-person format. Lexington Wealth Management is a team of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC and Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. All securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC, and advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is risk-free and there is no guarantee that the investment process described herein will be profitable. Investors may lose all of their investments. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. In preparing these materials, we have relied upon and assumed without independent verification the accuracy and completeness of all information available from public and internal sources. Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to their accuracy or completeness or for statements or errors contained or in omissions from them. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the author and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Third-party links and references are provided solely to share social, cultural, and educational information. Any reference in this post to any person or organization or activities, products, or services related to such person or organization or any linkages from this post to the website of another party do not constitute or imply endorsement, recommendation, or favoring of Lexington Wealth Management or Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates, employees, or contractors acting on its behalf. Hightower Advisors LLC does not guarantee the accuracy or safety of any link site. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions. Copyright 2021 Hightower.